Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt. This is episode 12, and this is the final part of a five-part series on different retirement accounts that you can use to optimize your future. The previous four episodes have been more focused on general retirement accounts that I think most of us are familiar with, 401ks, 403bs, and the many different IRAs out there. Well, what if I told you there is one type of savings account that we all can use no matter income level and who you are. I'm talking about the HSA, Health Savings Account, one of the ultimate accounts that operates with a dual purpose for you. On one end, the HSA can serve as a bank account that you defer your income towards and use for future medical expenses. The money never expires and is always there for you to use. One tip as we start, before you get medical service, check to make sure that the doctor you use or whatever hospital you go to can accept your HSA payment. I just want to get that out the way as we get started. So how much can you save in an HSA? Well, There are savings limits for all of us. As of 2018, the maximum contributions you can make to an HSA is $3,450 for a single person and $6,900 for a family. Similar to other retirement savings accounts, you have catch-up contributions that applies to those age 55 and older you all get to contribute an extra $1,000 per year. Hopefully, these limits increase over time because of the ever-increasing cost of health care and challenges retirees face when it comes to coverage. Having an HSA means you're going to have a high-deductible health plan that makes you eligible for a bank type of account where your HSA funds will exist. This is your health savings account, and it's yours to keep no matter if you decide to change health plans, change providers, whenever in the future. Because of the high deductible plan, you will come out of pocket for basically every medical expense until you reach the deductible, and you can use the money in the HSA as long as the medical expense is qualified. I'll include a link in the show notes to a list of qualified medical expenses. Just the other day, I went and got my contact lenses and glasses and was able to use the funds in my HSA to pay for those. Funds in an HSA also have an investment component, not just a savings. As you all know, saving and investing for your future is important. But what's just as important? saving and planning for health care in retirement. In the HSA at my workplace, we get exposure to Vanguard's total stock market fund and a bunch of other low-cost funds. This is big time as we plan to build our HSA over the next 20 to 30 years and I don't see any better way than to do this with those low-cost index funds. 
Hopefully, you'll have these low-cost funds in the HSA plans that you'll be researching for yourself. The phrase that gets thrown around with the HSA is the triple tax advantage. One, contributions are pre-tax or tax-deductible. Two, all earnings and interest are tax-free. And three, you do not pay taxes on any withdrawals for qualified medical expenses. That's a pretty great perk. Those are three great perks to have in one. One of my favorite parts about the HSA is the opportunity to save for retirement. Whatever money you don't use in an HSA keeps rolling over, making the HSA a great retirement bucket to have, especially if you're young. 20 or 30 years of saving in an HSA can do a pretty good job of covering most, if not all, of your expected healthcare costs in retirement, if you plan right. A great part of having an HSA is all those funds are accessible to you after the age of 65, penalty-free. You just pay income tax on non-medically qualified expenses. Remember, in your 401ks and IRAs, you have to wait till you're 59 and a half to start withdrawing those funds without penalty. If you try to access HSA money before 65 for anything other than qualified medical expenses, you're looking at paying income tax plus a whopping 20% penalty. That's a lot, guys. So you definitely do not want to use your HSA funds for anything other than medically qualified expenses. As long as you're saving and doing your best to max out each of these buckets over the next 20 to 30 years with low-cost funds, something tells me you'll be fine in retirement. If you can learn how to manage an HSA, you'll gain the knowledge and education over time to create the best plan for retirement, and that includes healthcare coverage. There's one main strategy that I want to discuss when it comes to the HSA. Let's say you build up the HSA over time, and in one year, you have a medical expense that qualifies to be paid by the money in your HSA. Well, you don't have to use the money in your HSA. You can actually leave that money to sit there and continue growing. Then you would pay out of pocket and any time you want, you can actually reimburse yourself with the HSA funds months later or even years later. Basically, you give the funds in the HSA time to grow and never disrupt that growth and you actually never really come out of pocket for medical expenses because you're paying yourself back with the growth of the HSA. Hopefully you all caught that. If not, rewind a few seconds and listen to that over again. You're basically never really paying for medical expenses because you're allowing the HSA money to grow with compound interest and pay yourself back later on. One of the most important things to consider if you use a strategy is to keep your receipts. Store them in a briefcase, download them to a Google Drive or whatever you have to do to maintain copies. The only way you really can get reimbursed is when you have those receipt copies. So don't lose those receipts. Depending on your type of employment, you may have an HSA as an option at work 
and you may not even realize it. My job didn't have the HSA plan available until a few years ago. But this is the first year we've actually enrolled into the HSA plan. Before this, we've used and I've always been under the HRA, Health Reimbursement Account. Now, it's the HSA all the way. If your place of employment does not provide access to an HSA or you're self-employed, then you can still apply to have an HSA at places with financial institutions like Vanguard and even banks and credit unions. You'll just have to do some research and compare the plans. Watch out for fees and investment choices. Remember those low-cost index funds. Remember how much fees can truly impact the growth and the amount of money you have in the future. And then maybe you want to check out the HSA custodian website just to make sure that the HSA provider has a user-friendly presence online. The last thing you want is to log on and be completely lost trying to find information or determine how much money you have. That will do it for us today. I hope you all have a great and purposeful week.